It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Gratitude, appreciation, whichever word you use, it's, in my opinion, about the most important concept to understand and embrace if you're going to live a happy and successful life. And I should know because I've been on both ends of the gratitude spectrum. We'll discuss that in our thought of the day. And later in today's interview, we'll chat with a man who learned how to flip the gratitude switch in his life and shares with us a very counterintuitive method for us to do so as well. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. It's the trait that gives meaning to all others. After all, if you're not grateful for what you have, you simply cannot take any joy in it. I often talk about gratitude because for many years it was a weak point in my character. I'm not sure what it was in my overall emotional makeup that caused this, but I tended to focus on the negative aspect of pretty much everything. And I'd say that was the case for about the first 40 years of my life. And while, like most people, I had some significant negative issues in my life, I also had lots more to be grateful for. But I wasn't. And it's extra strange because my parents always displayed gratitude as overall character traits, especially my dad, who expressed it and lived it on an ongoing basis. I finally decided that a big part of what was causing me to not live a happy life despite outside appearances of such was that I simply wasn't grateful for what I had. So I decided, yes, I decided to change that. But it wasn't simply deciding, though that was certainly an important first step. I also followed a plan. I studied gratitude. I studied happiness. I focused on it. I concentrated on it. I worked on becoming more and more grateful every day, finding those reasons to be grateful. And it's amazing. When you look for them, they are there, big time. The sages of the Talmud asked, who is rich? And they answered, that person who rejoices in their lot. In other words, what makes one rich, and let's even use the word successful, is being grateful. Grateful for their family, friends, opportunity to be in business and to make a living. Being grateful for their health, for having a dwelling in which to sleep and food to eat. Now, this should not be confused with being satisfied with a little. No. It's perfectly within our right to desire more. As human beings, we are built for increase. Nothing wrong with that at all. When it's bad or non-serving to us is when that desire for more controls us, uh, when we become emotionally attached to having to have something. Only then is it harmful and stressful. Meanwhile, when you appreciate, you're connecting with the source of everything. And when you do that, more and better things tend to come to you. Then, of course, you have even more for which to be grateful. And when you're grateful for that, more things continue to come to you for which you can be grateful. You might say it's a delightful cycle of success. According to one of my teachers, Rabbi Zelig Pliskin, and I love this, he writes, Every single day we experience many hundreds of minor pleasures in both the material and spiritual aspects of our lives. We can learn to focus on these common occurrences and recognize the kindness of the Almighty. In his book, Happiness, he suggests the following as an exercise in appreciation. 
Try for just one hour to feel grateful for every single thing you find yourself doing. When you read, be grateful you can see and read. When you walk, be grateful for the use of your feet. When you talk, be grateful for the ability to communicate with others. For a full hour, do not take even the smallest action for granted. Be aware of every detail of what you can do. Anyone who does this daily for even a short time will have a much greater appreciation for everything he does and has. Now, here's the thing. If you can do it for an hour, you can do it for a day. If you can do it for a day, you can do it for a week. By the way, the sages taught another exercise for having gratitude, and that is to first imagine yourself not having some of the above. For example, imagine you lost your eyesight, your hearing, your ability to speak, to feel with your hands, to smell or taste food. Imagine you lost your home, etc. Now, one by one, imagine yourself getting all of these back and just consider how grateful you would be for each and every one. Try this, quite powerful. This exercise brings with it a new appreciation for those things that we tend to naturally take for granted. Are you a successful entrepreneur or sales professional, but you know you have the potential for even greater sales success? Reality is, most entrepreneurs, small business owners, and corporate salespeople aren't nearly as successful at selling as they could be. Fortunately, it need not be that way for you. Join me, along with my brilliant business partner and strategist, Kathy Tejanel, for two days in Orlando, Florida, and attend our Go-Giver Sales Academy. Go-Giver Sales Academy will help you communicate more value to your customers, reach more people with your exceptional value, sell at full price, become objection-proof, and embrace the abundance that's your birthright. You'll work personally with Kathy and me in a small, mastermind-like environment. These workshops are limited to only 12 people, so it'll be impactful and transformational. Learn more at GoGiverSalesAcademy.com and see what others are saying. Click the link in the show notes. Remember, money is an echo of value. My great friend Kevin Clayson is a very successful entrepreneur, one of the founders of a decade-old revolutionary multi-million dollar real estate investment and international personal development company, as well as a highly rated speaker at both youth and corporate conferences and conventions. He adores and is extremely grateful for his lovely wife and three amazing kids. Actually, he's grateful for much, though that hasn't always been the case. He's written a book that I absolutely love that not only shares his personal journey to living with gratitude, he actually comes at it from a key angle that I had not seen before, and I really wanted him to share this with us. You heard me talk earlier in the program regarding my personal gratitude journey. Kevin provides a four-step formula, a system, if you will, that can make an absolutely huge difference in your quality of life, your business and personal success, and your overall sense of joy and happiness. His book is titled Flipping the Gratitude Switch, a simple formula to change the trajectory of your life. You can find out more about it at flipthegratitudeswitch.com, and of course that will be in the show notes. This is definitely a book to get, to study, and to buy for everyone you care about. Welcome, Kevin. Oh, thank you so much, Bob. I, I got to tell you, after listening to you intro me, I'm a bigger fan of me. I think my wife <laughs> is going to like me better after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone who knows you already loves you. Oh, yeah. uh, 
You know, Kevin, you mentioned early in the book that for much of your life, you suffered from what a friend of yours, David Bednar, calls, and I, I think this term is powerful, the poverty of endless discontentment. Uh, in other words, like me, gratitude wasn't necessarily always one of your strong traits, was it? No, not at all. And that phrase encapsulates it, the poverty of endless discontentment, because I was one of those people that I think is is all too common among those that we interact with on a regular basis, which is, you know what, it's either too hot outside or too cold, but it's never just right, right? And if mm. we're not getting enough rain, we're complaining about that. But if it's raining, we're complaining that it's raining. And, and it just seems like there's never enough money. There's never enough time. The kids are always too loud. The dishes always need to be done. And and it was this life of constantly focusing on my lack as opposed to ever being grateful for the amazing things that were already present in my life. Yeah, well, I get that. And I, I think that's something that that many actually uh, uh, live. That's a part of most people's lives, unfortunately. Now, you discussed that one of the common misconceptions of gratitude is that, well, we often think of it, I guess, as a simple emotion that we feel from time to time a sensation we get, if you will, when and only when things go well. But that's that's not really a productive way to see it, is it? No, not at all. And see, that's, that, that's again, one of the big uh, misperceptions when it comes to gratitude is like, it's, you know, there's, I, I think just about every personal development book on the planet maybe says something about being thankful or having some form of gratitude. But notice they always talk about, you know, being thankful or feeling gratitude. And, and one of the big stances I wanted to take is that in my personal journey, feeling gratitude wasn't enough. And I'll tell you kind of how I arrived at this. I had heard a speaker who had talked about keeping a gratitude journal. And, and I think if you were to go on Amazon.com right now, outside of my book and the small you know, grouping of others, almost every book on there is a gratitude journal. There's a hundred billion of them. And everybody talks about the merits of gratitude journaling. And I'm not saying it's a bad practice. I'm telling you what happened for me. Somebody said, do it. And so I did. And you know what? I would wake up. I would do my gratitude journal. I was keeping one for my wife and one for my daughter at the time. We didn't have our two boys. And, and I was just trying to find gratitude in my life because not, none of the other things were really working. And I couldn't stick with it. I don't know if you're like me, but I was not a great journaler. And so I would write for a few days. And then I don't know why we do this. We, If you're like me, when you journal and you stop for a while, you always make an apology to the journal, like the journal cares, right? It's like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's been two weeks since I've written. And I don't know why we do that, but we do. <laughs> So if you look at my gratitude journal, it's filled with apologies and not nearly as much gratitude as I would have hoped for. And so I'm sitting there going, why isn't this working? Everybody tells me gratitude journaling is a thing and that it should be working. It wasn't for me until I decided to make gratitude something more than just being thankful for what was already awesome. Because that's what I was doing, right? I, my wife would do something sweet for me, which she does all the time because she's amazing. And I write in the gratitude journal, you know, today I'm so thankful, you know, that you made me dinner. Well, making me dinner is already awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to feel gratitude for that. Where the, where the rubber hit the road for me was when I began to become thankful in my current circumstances, in my frustration, whatever that was, and really decided that while I was frustrated, while things weren't going great, I take that moment, isolate it, choose to kind of look at that frustration. Okay, let me, let me stop you on there because you're onto something great, and, that's one, and I love that about the book, and that is 
part of the flipping the gratitude switch. We're going to turn yeah. gratitude into a verb. That's right. And and so so flipping the gratitude switch, the letters flip, F-L-I-P, they all stand for their own words. So so take us through that, starting with the F, finding the frustration. Yes. Take us through that, if you will, and, uh, and, and share with us how to do this. Love to. Okay, so so flipping the gratitude switch was the phrase that I started to use as I kind of discovered this, for me, what was a secret sauce to really changing my life. Because I felt like internally, I was doing this thing and flipping the switch. And you know what's interesting about uh, if you were to walk into a dark room and you tried to navigate that dark room, it would be very, very difficult to do so. But with a tiny little flip of the switch, everything can be illuminated. Challenges can be illuminated so you know how to navigate around them. That which was beautiful all of a sudden is made more beautiful because you can actually see it. And I felt that that's what gratitude was doing for me. So then as I started to really isolate, what am I doing as I'm flipping the gratitude switch, the formula for flipping and F-L-I-P is what emerged, and I realized that that was the key. And so F, as you mentioned, is to find the frustration. And so as you're going throughout your day, as little things happen, right? It could be stubbing your toe. It could be stepping on a Lego uh, in your bare feet, which uh, is way worse than walking on hot coals. But but <laughs> it could be uh, the guy that cuts you off on the freeway or or the woman that you know cuts you in line or whatever, those tiny frustrations that happen throughout the day. If you can find them and isolate them and acknowledge them, I always say give the frustration a high five because that moment is a moment where you can do something to change your life, both in the immediate and then eventually in the long term. So F is to find the frustration. L is now you take that frustration that's been acknowledged and you look for what's awesome. Now, I call myself the chief officer of awesome, so I like to look for things that are awesome, and I say the word awesome a lot. And the reason why I say look for what's awesome is in my experience, there is always something awesome embedded inside every frustration. There's always success embedded in every failure. There's always a hope and a newness embedded in what may seem like some kind of conclusion or ending. And so just uh, like there could be success embedded in failure, there is beauty and something awesome embedded in the frustration. So if I were to walk you through an example, let's use the Lego one. My son's building a lot of stuff with Legos. I've been stepping on Legos frequently, right? So I may step on the Lego in my bare foot and I may become frustrated instantly and go, oh my gosh, I've told him, I don't know how many times to pick the Legos up off the floor. And the second that I get that feeling of frustration, I go, wait a second, hold on, I'm feeling frustrated. Rather than yelling at my child, rather than creating an experience that he may remember his daddy was mean, I go, whoa, 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 I'm frustrated. Okay, perfect. I give the frustration a high five and I look for what's awesome. So what's awesome? Well, there's a lot of stuff that's awesome. One of them is my son and I build Legos together and I've got a son. And this particular boy, Bob, was in the NICU for the first few weeks of his life. In fact, five years ago this week was when we brought him home from the hospital, not sure if he was gonna be okay. And so now I look for what's awesome and I think of that boy, that beautiful, amazing, vibrant, alive child. And I go, oh my gosh, we get to play Legos together. And now I'm focused, Bob, on the awesome, not the frustration. Uh, uh, uh. And so once I find that frustration and I look for what's awesome, I move on to I. And this, again, is where it becomes something I'm actively doing. I stands for initiate gratitude. 
You know, a lot of people think that gratitude is something you feel. I say it's something you do, and here's how. The second you find the frustration and you look for what's awesome, now comes the moment where you get to be grateful and find gratitude for that thing that was awesome embedded inside of the frustration. And so, in effect, you're becoming thankful for the frustration and for that current circumstance. And initiating gratitude is more than just saying, you know, I'm thankful. It's taking a moment. And as I just did, as I was describing this to you, closing my eyes and actually choosing to really trigger and experience an active gratitude in my life for that little boy who left out the Lego that I stepped on so that I've changed the entire landscape of the scenario. Is this the part where you say, now, this is this is what activating our gratitude means, correct? That's exactly right. This is where you activate gratitude. So now you're not just feeling it. You're saying, I'm going to choose to actively consider. And and I actually provide a couple exercises in the book because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize what it means to activate and become active mm-hmm. in, in pursuing gratitude. So I include some exercises that say, try this, watch how you feel inside. And if you can become, if you could become really clear on finding the frustration and then looking for the list of awesome embedded in the frustration, now you can go and find and feel and really activate, initiate gratitude, real, actual, internal gratitude for those things that were awesome embedded in the frustration. Now, is this where we add, and I love this term, gratifuel, or is that the next part? (laughs) No, yeah, this is so as soon as I is done, you move on to P, and P is to power up with gratifuel. So F is you find the frustration, L is you look for what's awesome, I is you initiate and activate gratitude, P is you power up with gratifuel. Uh, (laughs) And the reason for that is I always say, look, we need fuel in our lives, right? We have to to get from point A to point B in our vehicle. We've got to put gas in it. Well, what's the gas of our life? I believe it's gratitude. And I used to always say this. I always would say, gratitude can fuel life. Gratitude can fuel business. Gratitude can fuel you. And I had a really good friend one time who heard me actually say that. uh, And he said, why don't you just combine those words gratitude fuel Mm. and make it gratifuel? And I went, oh my gosh, I'm turning it into a hashtag and a hat. And that's what I did. And so gratifuel is really this thing that fuels you, empowers you. And as I started to do research on what gratitude can physically actually do for us, both uh, with our physical body and the the chemical realm, as well as um, psychologically, I found that there's all of this scientific backing for what I now call gratifuel. And what happens is the second that you actually initiate and activate gratitude, your body's going to release dopamine. And dopamine is that reward chemical that reminds you when you're doing something awesome and, and encourages you to keep doing awesome things. And so if I take that frustration of stepping on the Lego and I find the fact that what, what's awesome is that I build Legos with my son, my son is alive and healthy, and I choose to really activate and initiate gratitude, my body will physically change, Bob, and I will feel different. And that feeling fuels me forward and it makes me not get mad at my son but give him a hug and embrace him and say oh buddy darn it i stepped on a lego again remember bud daddy asked you to pick those up can we pick them up together can you pick them up right now it it changes the dynamic in our relationship with my son in that moment and that feeling that dopamine release now fuels me to the next frustration and bob that's when i wash rinse and repeat Mm -hmm. so that that gratitude fuels you to the next frustration then you go all through it again yeah, I love about the dopamine. It shows like anything else where actually we're hardwired to feel awesome when we express gratitude. That's true. So, yeah. 
And I just think that that is such a gift. I mean, how cool is it? And this is, this is why I ended up having to write the book. I mean, the book found me. I didn't find the book. This was just an experience that changed my life over years of learning what gratitude really is and how I needed to apply it in my life. And then as I was looking for the instruction manual on how to really apply gratitude, I couldn't find it. So as going, going through the process that I went through and realizing that I was flipping this gratitude switch and what I was actually doing and realizing that I was becoming thankful in my current circumstances, regardless of what they were, including frustrations, that that active uh, desire to feel and activate gratitude was changing me physically, chemically, and really mentally so that I began to look at everything around me differently. That's why I say it changes the trajectory of your life, because if you can change the trajectory of a moment, you can change the trajectory of your life. And most people think that their day when they say, I had a bad day, they didn't really have a bad day, Bob. They probably had a bad opportunity or experience or one thing went wrong, and they just kind of marinate in that the whole day. Well, flipping the gratitude switch allows you to take that moment, isolate it, turn it into something amazing, and then fuel you to that next frustration. Fantastic. And an interesting point about how the book, how you set up the book, it actually begins the first part's a brief parable to teach the point, And only after that does it get into the how-to aspect. So really just terrifically well done and well written. One of those books I, I really truly consider a life game changer. The book is Flipping the Gratitude Switch, a simple formula to change the trajectory of your life. You can find out more about it at flipthegratitudeswitch.com. And of course, that will be in the show notes. And as I said earlier, this is definitely a book to get, to study, and to buy for everyone you care about. Kevin Clayson, thank you so much. Best wishes for great success with this book. Bob, thanks for changing my life. You're a good man. Ah, oh, thank you. To me, the huge takeaway and lesson I learned from Kevin is that we can switch from misery to gratitude anytime we choose. And a major key is to find the blessing within the negative. How do you do in the gratitude department? Do you see it as something worthwhile to work on? Will you emulate Kevin's terrific example? Please feel free to write me at bob at berg.com and let me know how you're doing in that regard. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, The Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the new expanded edition of the book. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.